two man game, TMG, uh, get the news fast, AMG, uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this, yeah we're cutting to the truth, no there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year, for my team, TMG. Welcome to the Two Man Game podcast. It's two peas in a pod today. Episode 72. TMG. TMG. You know, we've been working on something special, you know. This is why, you know, this this episode might be a bit solemn, analytical in the detail, because we had something we have something in the works coming out soon. So we do, we do. Make sure you stay make tuned. Sure you, make sure you Get ready, you know, it's a big one. We're gonna really promote it. I'll be there, you know, in honor of a special season. So be ready for that. But today, the day before the Dylan White Tyson Fury fight. So I don't know when this episode like will come Tyson. out. I don't know when this episode will come out retrospectively, but after the fact, but we'll give our opinions on the fight and what will happen and what could happen as one of our TMG members. Mellow is actually going to be a live correspondent on the day. So I go to fights. I'm there. I was there at Amir Khan, Brook fight. I was there. AJ Usyk. I was there for at least three or four of Elliot Wells fights. I'm going to be there for Arnold, up and coming um, boxer from the from around the way in Tamo. Uh, friends with one of our guests, Yomi um, Wise. I'm going to be there for his fights because I expect big things for me at Cruiserweight. One one and oh so far. One KO. So if we can rise through the ranks quickly, I think I believe it's signed by Frank Warren. Um, so not bad um, at all. Um, you know, I'm just trying to go to all the major events. You know, went to see John Moran in the flesh against KD. You went to see him in the flesh. Uh, next up, maybe next season, catch me at a playoff game. But a big one, guys. I need you guys to really push. This is why I need you guys to push TMG because, you know, your boy Melo, hopefully Jay can join me. We're trying to go see Spence Crawford back in this year live, hopefully on a media pass. We're going to need a big push from you guys. Melo has been dreaming of this. This is his dream. Yes. Wherever it is, hopefully Vegas. Give him the media pass. Obviously, you know, back end of the year, tight for me. So it might have to be mel- it might have to be a mellow thing. But if, if I can go, I'll be there, fam. Vegas, Big Twenty Five. It's the place to be, isn't it? If they even set up for this year, because you never know. He's, they said that they've been negotiating before the Ugos fight happened. And, you know, they said it's likely to be back end of this year, just a bit losses, you know, as long as things go well. It could be back end of this year, it could be early next year. I mean, that's the next fight to be made. I don't know if Crawford wants to have a fight in between because he last fought in, like, right, Novemberish times. So he mm-hmm. might be, feel a bit rusty. It might be a year since he's fought. So, but then again, Crawford, but then again, over the last couple of years, Crawford's fought more than Spencer. So it could even itself out. But that's the biggest fight in sports. I'm sorry, the best fight in sports to be made. Not necessarily because I still think AJ Fury will do more numbers and stuff like that. It's all dependent, on it? Maybe even Canelo Golovkin, even the photo maybe do. No, maybe I don't do think Canelo. Canelo is the, is the cash cow, but Golovkin is a bit old. It's a bit past it. The pay per view, you know. Yeah. Actually, I don't, actually no, I tell you that, but I shouldn't do because you know we waited for this so much. This is our version of you know Mayweather Pacquiao. It's not. It's not. No, it's in terms of like you know they haven't delayed it. How many years has it been delayed? No, no. It's our version in terms of the two best fight, two best pound for pound, pretty much. That, that within the similar weight class fighting, I mean, the next what? is he better than is he bigger than Fury AJ? It's a better fight. 
It might be a better fight. Is it bigger? You won't, you won't do bigger because few inches heavyweights, but it's the, it's, the, it's the best fact to be made. That's says our version of Mayweather Pacquiao. It's our, like they say, Phoenix Trinidad, I think Oscar De La Hoya, mm. Hearns, Leonard. I mean, there you got two top five pound for pound fighters. At their best still, undefeated, 50-50 fight. I mean, Canelo, the other top five guys, Canelo, Usyk, Inoue, them two, uh, Lomachenko, maybe she's around there, Fury, Josh Taylor, uh, Tank Shakur, maybe Tank Shakur down the line, if they end up being the cream of the crop, can rival that. But um, I mean, as it stands right now, that's the best fight to be made in boxing, in terms of quality. It won't be the biggest, but in terms of best, yeah. In quality, I can I can see that. As, as soon as you were talking about Spence and Crawford, give me your takeaways from the Spence you guess right. As soon as you stayed up, watch that live old. Watch that live old man. Well, I can't believe four or five opportunities. The key is to nap. I was told guys, make sure you, guys in the um, UK, make sure you nap. I've, I have to decide is it playoffs or or late 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I'm done. It's, it's been tough. It's been tough. Make sure you nap. Basketball's, basketball's been taking over my life. Now, watching basketball live is, especially the early rounds, it's tough. I mean, boy, you have to nap again. If you want to watch it, the late game kickoffs, you have to nap. Mm. Or oh, the late tip off, sorry. I mean, yeah, Spence, you know, 28 and Oh, 22 KOs. He stopped you guys in tenth round via doctor's decisions. That's TK. Blah blah mm -hmm. blah. His eye, I believe it was his right eye, was sore the hell up. I mean, it took Spencer a few rounds to get back into the swing of things. He was a bit rusty, but EJ, the boogeyman as you call him, the truth. You know, the truth that set you free. You know, when he changed the level, changed the gears on Ugas, started making it into an inside fight, an inside brawl. His footwork, his foot placement, you know, his guard maneuvering. I mean, his his jabs, different versions of his jabs, his touch jabs, um, doubling up the jab. Um, just being technically so refined and sound, along with the the hard hitting punches to head and body. So I would say this is why he's my favorite boxer. He's literally the best at punches to head and body, head and body. You don't know where they're coming from. You know where they're coming, but you don't know where they're coming from. And he's so relentless. He's a relentless machine. He gets there on the inside. Boy, inside it looks better on the inside than he's ever looked. And maybe maybe because you guys ain't that great on the inside, I don't know, but boy. Talk talk to me about round six. Round six was um a rookie mistake by him, for sure. Um to be honest, when I looked at the tape back, the referee did say stop. Well he definitely mouthed uh, stop and then and so when I looked it back, I understand why you you know you kinda of stopped. The referee did say stop. He didn't even he didn't count as a knockdown, obviously. He just it could have technically if you want to be harsh because you, you know the ropes held him up could have been counted as a knockdown but the ref actually said stop and then so Spence stopped but obviously you got to protect yourself at all times and then the rest, and they continued to fight and then Ugas but that's Ugas that was Ugas's chance but do you not think that the stop for him to find his mouth guard gave Spence time to kind recover of, yeah. yeah it does however um, there's a rule in boxing um, you, when the marker gets knocked out, um, I was watching um, what's his name, kind of the fight. Uh, Ed Teddy Atlas earlier on today, he was saying, yeah, when the mouthpiece gets knocked out, the referee can stop it so it can be put back in. When there's a low in action, you replace the mouthpiece. So when I don't know they're just circling each other, you can never replace. It. But if they're in the in, you know inside the pocket, letting their hands go, uh, I can't remember when he stopped. If that was the case, uh, too too tough, but. I mean, it was kind of borderline, to be fair. Do you think Ugas was active enough in that round six? Or no, that was Ugas' moment. Once he hit him, but I think Ugas was confused. Maybe Ugas heard stop as well. But Ugas should have jumped on him like a, 
like a line on a, on his hyena prey so or it's a bit too, it, it, it didn't seize the opportunity i mean yeah literally when you're the underdog when an opportunity like that reveals itself you got to take it with both hands and that's and that's what he failed to do i mean and then even then before that the first few rounds you could have potentially you know that, that's when his advantage was at his best but after the sixth round seventh eighth ninth and tenth spence went up like i said another level another gear he showed his world class um, pound for another world class elite pound for pound level difference. When you, take, when you take a punch, man, when you've taken a punch, you know you can go down. You're gonna go into survival mode. You're gonna bring out your best because, man, you've seen it flash before your eyes. I, I'm so spent in that round six. It was like whoa, whoa, for a bit like oh, you guys is um, is landing a lot. From what I seen of Spence, Spence inside was just so active. At one point, you guys wasn't even throwing any, wasn't throwing anything. I don't think you could see. You he literally see. could not see uh, what was coming from the from his right, so, and at that point it was just it was just easy prey, I guess. I'm very impressed with Spence Spence fights just from the highlights. Obviously, I haven't watched the whole fight back, but I think Crawford is the better fighter. Crawford, Crawford's the the better boxer. He is, but Spence in the bigger. Yeah, but Spence is also a very good boxer. Like I said, very technically profound. If you look, his inside finds amazing. He sets traps. He changes positions. That's why, um, not Crawford, that's why Uga stopped throwing counterpunch because he was afraid. I mean, before, at the start of the fight, he was counting his jab a bit. But Spence changed up, he adjusted. Uga had no, uh, not Crawford. Uga's had no answers. And Spence can do that to other people. So it's like Crawford as well. He can change it up. Crawford has, I guess, he has more range, more dexterity in his skill set. Obviously, when he goes, you know, um, Southpaw to Orthodox, Orthodox to Southpaw. Um, but, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just 50 55. At this point in time, I still lead to Crawford. Um, not still, I, I give Crawford the edge after all Spence has been through. I don't know if his resistance is still the same. He's, you know, he's, he resisted a lot against Ugas, but if that was Crawford, Crawford has more sharper punches, more, it seems more powerful punches because he's knocked out everyone or stopped everyone. He's fought at what, well, so his power just carried through. Mm. I mean, so we will see. I mean, Gonna, they should do a two fight though. Of course, they will always do. Just for the fact that you know, one fight you lose, you you are always gonna want to avenge it. It's just you know, settle it for real. Two, as you say, there's always rematches. Because I'm sure that if they fight, it'll go to a decision. I'm pretty sure. Never know. I I think it'll go to a decision. Could be a split decision. Could someone could get knocked out. You never know, man. The knockout, I don't, I don't. Someone get stopped. I don't know. I don't because I don't they both have they, you know, they both have incredibly high knockout ratios. But you know, in these fights, people become very cagey. They like they do, and it's true. I mean, when you find the absolute best, you know, they they will leave everything on the line, and then resistance is a bit higher than everyone else's. Mm. But I mean, it depends what type of fight they want to make it. What I would say, um, I was watching the Paul Way podcast. Shout out to them. Well, uh, one of the guys there, I can't remember his name, but he said that it's, yeah, it's definitely not going to be the same as the Mayweather Pacquiao fight because these guys are still in their, their prime. So, mm. and see how it's going to be, fights going to be interesting. It's going to be one you can't afford to miss. Um, I mean, but yeah, the knockout could happen. It depends. I mean, I feel they want to be defensively responsible and, you know, maybe try to, you know, out point, out win on points. We'll see. You, I reckon it'll be a more defensively responsible fight, you know. In this undisputed fight, to lose your crown, you don't want to end it on a knockout. You want to, at least it come down to boxing now, you know? A bit like how AJ was trying to fight Usyk. 
the wrong that was the wrong way but these fighters can can fight that it's a now it's a nice day actually they're gonna box they're not gonna not gonna be a brawl hey if Crawford make let us allows it to be a brawl that's that's better in Spence's favor if Spence allows Crawford to box the outside and not be able to cut cut, cut off the ring even though he's very good at cutting off the ring he's not if he he allows it to be a boxing match then you know it's in slightly in Crawford's favor but the things they can both do both sides they can both box and Mm -hmm. punch I mean it's the A side A side I think I mean for where it goes they should should make it as 50-50 as possible 50-50 especially Crawford doesn't like to be disrespected and that's all um, in the build up Spencer will be the A side he's got more of the belts but yeah Spence I mean for all reality Spence is the A side got more of the belts he does better numbers of pay-per-views he sells out more tickets Crawford, the only thing Crawford has, you know, his legendary status is a bit high, is higher than Spence because he's a free world war champion. But even then, you could ar- you could argue Crawford's, you know, Spence's resume is still better. Um, so, but we'll see. Um, especially the world war division is so stacked. Um, what boxes have they both fought? Brooke Porter. I think that's it. Who's been the more impressive in the? Who was more impressive in the book fight between Crawford? And... Crawford was Crawford uh, stopped him earlier, but Spence fought. Um, Brooke at his second best. Kogolovkin took a bit out of Brooke. Mm-hmm. That's last when Brooke was at his best. Undefeated fire. Spence got him straight after. Um, but uh, yeah, the version of Brooke that Crawford fought was a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. And he was able to rebuild himself again for Karma Khan's on a different, completely different level, lower level than um, Crawford yeah, and Spence. Well, yeah, um, Porter, Spence beat him first. Again, uh, that went. That was a split division de- uh, decision. Uh, he had a knockdown, I believe, in the 11th or 10th that edged it. Um, but, you know, well, in the, on the cards, I feel, I feel Spence won. But, you know, some people thought Porter did that because I feel Porter done... Uh, Spence allowed Porter to do a lot better than people anticipated because Spence made it a brawl, which is a poor type of fight. He shouldn't have done that. But, he, you know, he wanted to prove to him, to Porter that, you know, they had a bit of bravado, a bit of back and forth. He wanted to just, you know, out, out, out will him, which is what he did. That's going to happen in this fight. These guys, they, they, they have a rivalry... Obviously, they want to be the best, and you know they want to prove they're stronger, and you know they're very competitive. So this could, guess what I say, could end up being a brawl. You know, sh- you know, me and you in the middle of the ring, because there'll be moments, me and you in the middle of the ring, who's the who's the who's the better man? Yeah, that happens. But even just on the fight, I mean, yeah, Spence, two hundred sixteen punches to Ugas is ninety six power punches, hundred ninety two to seventy seven. Ugas is a defensive fighter. Huh? The way he fought Pacquiao, to be honest, yeah, he fights like is a counter. He's a counter kind of puncher. He's a counter puncher, but Spence is so relentless. He doesn't really leave that many opportunities to be countered, and, and if he does, he adjusts quickly. Uh, body punch, 65 to 18. That's triple. And his body, see, I'm telling you, that's commitment to the body. I mean, like I said, with AJ, AJ landed 10 more body punches. The fight could have been completely different against Usyk. But well, Spence, he's not gonna, you know he's not going to fight. When is this AJ Usyk? Speaking of AJ, when is AJ Usyk? Uh, July 23rd, I think. I is it, is that's, it? That's the date they have. They have no venue yet, but that's the date they have marked down. So we'll see. But um, doubt it happens. Yeah, Spence. He looks pretty much as good as he's ever looked. I just, I just want to see. I just don't know if he gets tested, if he'll still be the same level. You think the eye injury has taken a bit of him? I spoke to Selassie. He was saying that you know, the eye injury still is still taking. Maybe I've taken years of him, but oh, so later. He may show in a coffee fight. The the and so it may show the remnants of the car crash. I mean, it could go both ways, but the way I look at it, the car crash and IMG is probably taking a few percentage points off Spence. Like, I feel Spence, his capacity, max capacity now is 95. I don't think it's 100, maybe 90. I just don't think he can get back to what he was because it's always been for. But then again, you know, if he can take that, then, like he said in his build up to the fact, then no man can stop him. 
No, he got he, you know it's a big fight because I saw ESPN even uh, talking about it on first take. I normally don't even talk boxing. Um, you don't talk boxing that much unless it's a massive fight. Yeah, unless it's Kellerman. Kellerman talks boxing well. Kellerman does maximum boxing. I need to see on the the show he does with uh, Keyshawn and oh, uh, Jason J Will. J Will. I just see if they touched on it there, but I mean flipping. Um, Shannon and Figue ain't talked to him yet. I don't think. No, I, 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 I only talk big, big fights. All the they, Fox fights. They talk. They spoke a bit on few. Honestly, yeah, three wider Fox fight. But that is a Fox fight. I'm sure. Hey man, maybe they don't have the pool. But Fury, talking about Fury, Fury is a world. It's a superstar. He's a world superstar. They even had Spence in the, the show before. I think they had. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, but I think it was before. It was ESPN. No, was that Spence on the on the speed? Was he? I can't remember who was for. I think it was before the Sean Porter fight. Oh, but I'm I remember that. Must have been time. It must have been a while back. I'm surprised they didn't. Maybe we'll speak about it, um, what, next week. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? When the fight is maybe set in stone, they will have a word. But no, I'm surprised they haven't touched on the Spence Lucas fight. Bro, you see Fury. They talk about Fury on Fox. They talk about Fury on ESPN. I've seen him even do interviews on ESPN this week. Are you saying it's his final fight? It's not his final it's fight. It's not his final fight. Do you know what? Unless AJ, if AJ loses, then maybe. Because... Then he has nothing. He's not going to fight Usyk because Usyk will beat him. Usyk could beat him and the money... Unless the money's great, but AJ fight... He has to fight AJ if, if AJ's available. I think White has a big chance. I, I never thought this, but I just have a feeling. There's just something telling me that this fight is not going to be easy for Fury. It's not. It's going to be a brawl. It's going to be uncomfortable. White is... Even though he's smaller than him, he's not, he's not, this is not Wilder. This is not Wilder. This is someone that actually has a little bit of boxing acumen. I don't think White is like a supreme technical boxer, but he's active. He's got boxing acumen. He might even have, and I just, I, I just, I just feel like White has a bit more about him than, than Wilder, as in he has a lot to prove. This is his moment on the stage. He feels like he's been, um, I feel, it feels like he's been marginalized, uh, not appreciated. So this is the time for him to step up to the limelight. And in these moments, you know, the underdog normally rises up. Rises it, it feels like a lot of people are already like thinking about Fury's next fight. I think even Fury in his in his head is probably thinking about, oh, what's the next move? And when you start doing that, it never turns out good. Because you need to have your focus present in the moment. And Fury has this issue sometimes when he gets a bit braggadocious. And he, yeah, he forgets. He forgets about the moment that he's in. He needs to be very present tomorrow, or he, he can, he can feel it. He can feel it. This is not. This is on the home turf. He's comfy. I think Fury is, is weaker when he's comfy. You think? Yeah. His greatest performances were. Well, where did he fight Klitschko? In Germany. Wilder, with his US. His greatest performances are away from home. How about Otto? Otto Wallen? He didn't really respect him, and he he nearly lost that fight. People people say it was edging that Watson fight. So it is what it is. What what's your opinions on the fight? Um, Fury, if it goes to points, Fury will most likely win unless he gets put down a few times. Mm -hmm. Knockout, they can both win. Dylan White, that's for his best chance. Dylan White needs to make it a nasty fight. He needs to be on his on his chest, punching any way he can punch chest, body. Um, a face, arms, shoulders, hands, wherever he can punch that. I mean, he just needs to make it disgusting. He needs to break Fury's rhythm. He needs to be relentless. Like, you see how Errol Spencer was relentless 
with Ugas. Needs to be relentless, but needs to do it smartly because Fury does carry some power. It can make, it keeps you honest. You can't just walk through his punches. So I didn't want Scott. He needs to set up the left hook. Obviously, Fury knows he's coming, but he needs to set up that left hook, that strong punch, and just let his hands go and just. If he drops, if White drops his head, he goes to sleep. Yeah, he does. If he drops his head at any moment in that fight, and Fury catch him, he's going to sleep. He knows he's a bit susceptible to. He sometimes drop. I don't know what happens, but he drops his head into the pocket and he. He's consistent head movement. But yeah, I'd say attack the body to test his willpower. He's just gonna just body punches. Not just body, but commit to the body. If you commit to the body, it pays dividends in the future when the you know Fury's reflexes and speed and reactions are down because he's tired. What did you say? Chop the cut the body. Oh, what did he you say something? Uh, Chop the body in the head with four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, invest money in the bank. It's literally. Is 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 a good adage and the best fighters they do both they don't just head on. What, what what round do you think? Apart from Ali, Ali's the only one that really didn't. Really, he didn't chop attack the body. Didn't really commit to the body that much, but you know. He's, so a trying to do a great fighters is they commit to the body. Can they, no, they, they can do both. You know, like, just make, yeah, you have to be a responsible or, or respectful body puncher. You know, it's, it's, it's like a great great tactic to have. He's a bigger target. Doesn't move as much. Mm. It slows down quicker fighters. It takes energy out of um, and power out of powerful punches. I mean, it benefits if you can land body punches. There's no non-benefit to it. If that makes sense. I mean, there's negatives, yeah, because you have to, you know, be willing to put your face close to the guy's mm. hands because you don't have to duck lower and shit. But, bruh, the best fighters they do both. That's it. What's your predictions for tomorrow? Then? Uh, I'm going to say. I'm gonna say I haven't watched so much of the, as much of the build up as I like to have watched. I'm going to say Fury by points. I'm gonna say Fury by split decision. Gonna be, gonna be edgy. Fury split decision. I've got Fury. He's going the distance. I think it's gonna be a yeah decision. I think it might be up on all the scorecards. Plus, if it goes all the way, it's just unlikely that White's gonna win. If it goes all the way, Wow has to knock him down. He has to knock him down because you know it's, it's even like the Just Taylor thing where if it goes all the way, you know they just favor the they favor they're gonna favor the champion. I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, eight twenty percent split to in Fury's favor. It's probably by Fury's guys. They won the purse bids. This is the few. This is the few um, homecoming. You know, so White's really got to make a significant impact, just like Usyk did against AJ. Significantly take the belt, rip the belt from his hands. You have to beat him up. I mean, Fury does go down. He gets up, yes, but he can be put down. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to bring to the table. You have to, yeah, you have to do it all. Just talking on the purse bit, I know we didn't have this in the agenda. I just wanted to ask you about this. What do you think about uh, boxing on design? Do you think it's going to survive much longer? Have you heard of this shit? Or do you think it's coming to an end? Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, talk on the internet about, you know, people not really paying for the fights. The price disparity between the UK and the US, and them not really having a lot of fighters, and people trying to avoid their own fights. So, what do you think about that? It was a decent idea, but their stable has fallen a lot, especially with Can Canelo was the the head hunter, but he doesn't really. Sometimes I think he does find his own, but yeah, he's his own man now, so uh, it all depends if they can get quality fights, but it looks like the only qualified fights are within their own stable, and they can't really fight with PBC guys. And the you know the top rank guys don't really want to can't really fight as well, so it's tough. 
it's tough. I don't know. Um, yeah, it depends what's No respect from uh, PBC, T- uh, whatever. Tom Brown, yeah. It's really tough to see if they can steady this period, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. When boxing is very set in, it's uh, different stables, which makes all the fights harder, you know. Obviously, talk about the evolution of boxing eventually. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll, well, ha- it, it'll have to happen because. Well, it's a bad idea, though. It will have to happen soon. They won't. I, I feel like promoters will be gone. Yeah, I there's mean, a way that if the like happens in all sports, like basketball's going through it, football's slowly going to this point where the players are now taking powers into their own hands. Like people, footballers are running their contracts down to the end. This, if you look at how many players are now going out of contract at the end of this summer, it's a lot of quality players. Yeah. Eventually, in any sport, the play the the there's the there's player power. It's the people that actually commit the sport that realize that they have the power. You want to understand the business elements which yeah. they're starting to do, and you know with the social media area, a lot of them can build up their own. Pro- they can promote themselves a lot more effectively and easier than they could before. Floyd Mayweather laid down that blueprint. Um, LeBron laid down the blueprint. In NBA, mm-hmm. football don't really can't really stick to one person that laid down the blueprint of you know running down your contract to this extent. Uh, probably it was one person. And obviously, there's drum up Bosman in the free transfer. Yeah, the free, the human. years ago, but recent I can't really think. Um, literally in boxing. Yeah, that people like Ryan Garcia, Tank, they leave their promoters. Tank, I'm pretty sure Tank's leaving. Isn't he it? may leave me over. But he was insulting him on the internet recently. Yeah, he may. And, you know, he has the following to make his own fights. But they need to understand that if you if you have to fight, you know, well, first of all, they need to understand, like I said, both sides of America. He When he was pretty boy, he was fighting everybody. And then he beat big names like a Ricky Hatton, like Oscar De La Hora. Like a shame, Mosley, all these guys. He built those guys and that allowed him to have the capacity to fight less, so, less attractive guys and still make massive amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Like maybe uh, Marcus Maldana and These Gav, fighters, they just Ruiz. don't know when to give up because why is Ricky Hatton back? Yeah, that's what they know. It's crazy. Ricky Hatton's back. Uh, Oscar Dolo wanted to come back. Tyson may come back. Well, Tyson got other issues. But it's exhibitions. Exhibitions. Yeah, Fred, is that also open up. It's showing how much money you can make from exhibitions. It's just it's 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 very hard for I feel like for sportsmen because your career is so short and the prime is all about athletic your athletic performance is so great even though obviously you get to an age where you're not of the top performers of the of the younger guys yeah. you're still better than the average man yeah and uh, and you still want to prove that oh yeah I still got it it's just hard you know for um, people to switch off I mean they say uh, athletes they die twice they have the athletic death and they have their, their natural death and you know. Athletics and sports is literally the only um, profession where they tell you, oh, you're too old to do it. Literally. Accountants, accountancy that you do, mm. you could do it to your 60, 70. Mm. Um, lawyer, you could do 60, 70. Um, doctor, you could get to an old age. Mm. All the other professions, you could do to old age. But athletics, athletics is where they say, you know what, you're too old, go do something else. Go, yeah, and that's what they know. I mean, for the really astute ones, they understand they can get to coaching, agency, all that sort of stuff. Which is good that they teach, especially in football, they're teaching that more when they're younger guys when they go through their scholarship phase where you know there's you can become a physio, do this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's literally a profession where they tell you you're too old, you need to cut, basically. It's so deep, man. I feel I really do feel sorry for for athletes, but at the end of the day, man, people actually, sport is just a meritocracy. It's the true meritocracy. If you're good, the cream always rises to the top. That is it. That's it. And that's why people value sports. Because you know it's all about the best. For the most part, you do get some corruption in that, but yeah, 
Oh, well, it's corruption, but at the end of the day, how co- how much corruption can you have in a great team or in a great boxer? No, I'm talking about players. They hypocrites yeah, on boxers. They don't get the good good end of the stick. They get bad decisions, mm-hmm. which you know diminishes their uh, commercial value to get more better fights. Some of them they avoided football. Some good players they don't make it because you know manager prefers this guy. This is manager's son. Blah blah blah. And then you, you fall out of love with the game, so stuff like that. I mean, it happens. I mean, there's always things that you know on the pyramid, but at a top end, I I would I would say, how many people do you think could be professional footballers that are not professional footballers right now? If you were to put a percentage, how many people are telling themselves that I could have made it if, if right now compared to the people that actually did make it? Do you think that footballers are products of their environments that if you were in an academy from a, an age that you were just going to make it no matter how, what school level you are? Or is it about working hard? No, you need to... Not all kids in academies make it. You need to... You need to set yourself apart from the rest. It's not just your skill level. It's about how you ingratiate yourself with the team, the mental attributes, intangibles, work ethic, that sort of stuff. But yeah, to put a number to your question, I'd say... I'd say like 5% maybe. That's a high, That's quite high. And most times I'll win a lot lottery than become a professional footballer anyway. Yeah, I'd say there's about five percent of players that were actually talented. Or all the players that will try to make it, I'll say that didn't didn't make it, I'd say at least five percent of them probably could have made it. That they were good enough to make it. Um uh, yeah, you get and yeah, yeah, you get a lot of people that fall in love with the game. They've only been so for example, I was having a conversation with one dad and he only teaches his sons to be strikers that you're kind of, you know, limiting, yeah. limiting their potential because, you know, there's corruption. Now, you could be, your striker, your son's striker could be better than the actual striker of the team, but the striker of the team's been there for years or he's friends with the chairman or he's friends with the manager and if your son can't play in another position, then, boy, it's just it's, it's wrong. If I had a child and I was training them to play any position, I would not, I would want my child to play every single position because it's not, I, don't, I want my football, my child to be a footballer. I don't want him to just be a winger or a striker yeah. or a defender. I want him to be a footballer. As in, I want you to understand all aspects of the game. That's one thing when I play football. I play defence, I play midfield, I play attack. I understand the game. You want to be able to be nuanced that you can play multiple positions. Yeah. It makes you understand the game more when you actually find a position or your home. Like it's it's um, And I also think this is really bad in the UK where it comes to football as well is that a lot of people from a young age are narrowed just as one sport. And when you narrow yourself to one sport, you're missing out because other sports teach you skills that you can learn. Transfer. To put, yeah, that you can transfer into it. The footwork is a, an important way, is an important um, skill for footballers that people that play basketball use. Hakeem. Yeah, Hakeem says that. Tennis players as well, they said that tennis skills are transferable to footballers as in when you're about to take a strike, the little step, you take tiny steps so you can get your balance up, so you can make a cleaner strike. It's all these little things that transfer from different sports. Yeah, it's true. You take a bit of it and, you know, put it into the mixer and it allows you to give you that sort of advantage. I mean, yeah, Hakeem and Bede, they, fought, they definitely both play football as African mm-hmm. boys and their footwork is immense. I mean, Hakeem, like I said a couple of days ago, best footwork I've ever seen in sports, mm-hmm. all the sports. And it's because he played he play football. He probably was doing a step all the way. He's probably doing those, he was, those he was things. A, he was a goalkeeper feet. as well. He was a goalkeeper. Yeah. So then he's good with his hands. It's all about those nuances. It's the little nuances that you take or take from different sports, you know. Yeah, uh, you true. can transfer it. And then you can actually have a better understanding of space and such. So I think that's very important. Talking about basketball, the playoffs so far. 
What you be saying? My boy, remember what you said about my boy Dan, um, Luca? I'm going to win a playoff season series without him on playing. Put it on our record. That makes him look worse. So it's fine. That's cool. About you. Well, That's, we're resting up. Do you know what it reminds me of? Who? Reminds me of Neymar. They win without you. They win without you. They're winning that. Resting up. Take the Suns down. Suns, they've been looking out for two, three weeks. They, they could they, they could be in a heap of trouble with the Pelicans. Middleton out for the series. And I told you, if Luca go Luca goes into every series as the best player, it, there's not many series where he's not. Could be in tough. The West. I mean, yeah. Ooh, Golden State. Golden State against Dallas could be the, I'm not sure if they had a we've got a winning record against them in the season. I'm not sure how the the, the Yeah, it'll be a Western Conference final. Yeah, they play, is that how the seeding works? Yeah. That'd be great. Dallas. Draymond's gonna take she's he's candy. Are you sure? Draymond's gonna take Come to my momentum. Jokic ate him alive last night. Did he? He ate him alive, except for the last play. Then, you know, Draymond. Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, oh, he should have seen it. True same percentage of like 73. But the last play. Last play. Uh, it's egregious. It's a good, that's a reach. It's kind of a reach. You can call that a reach. Nice. I'm not, Denver just, I can't blame Jokic. That Denver's roster is awful. Yeah, so without clean him. still. It's very awful. But you know, that's Draymond. Draymond, when we regard him the most, will be guys like. Um, Wiggins, cook maybe Kaminga will play some minutes. Cook him. Clay um, Thompson. We'll cook him. Andre Godala. You want to play Paul? Paul, defensive liabilities. Steph, defensive liability. Clay ain't looked the same defensively. Of- offensively, he's starting to, he's starting to feel it though. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I don't. I, on all realism, I think the Warriors have looked the most impressive, but. I don't know how much I can put stock on that when they're facing a Denver oh, team. Yeah, Steph, got, Steph started on the bench, man. Yeah, he's been playing on the bench. Uh, I don't know how much stock I can put on that because they're facing Denver and Denver only have one person. You play 7, 18, 5, and 3. He tried, sir. Man, that's, that's Jokic for you, man. Now guys are going to say Embiid over Jokic, but, you know, I'm not going to ever... I don't need to tolerate that. Even though Embiid had a very good week this week. Five turnovers, though. Five assists. Turnover ratio, zero. I mean, he tried. One. He, he tried. He tried. One. Sorry, one. Um, he tried, didn't it? So I can say. It's got to be better. Do you know, if you see this, um, Tyus Jones has got the best turnover ratio. Memphis backup guard in the league. What's his turnover ratio? I, it's something ridiculous, but he doesn't turn the ball over. He's even higher than CP3. He is like a king, a king guard. Um, Let me even check that. Well, yeah, I mean, the Nets. What should I say? KD. KD. KD's been awful these two games. Kevin be gone. He's been... I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about KD. I was listening to um, Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective today. And they're just saying that the Celtics... The Celtics' defensive game plan is so catered to what the, the Nets do because the Nets play such a simple mode of basketball. They don't call any plays. They don't even really do much pick and roll. It's really ISO heavy. And the Nets have, and the, and the Celtics have great one-on-one defenders. And if you have great one-on-one defenders and you're playing such a simple offense, it's, it just makes it so easy for the Celtics. There's no actions off the ball to get KD free, give KD easy baskets. They're saying, oh, we're going to give the ball to KD uh, 33 out. You're just going to have to beat Tatum. You're going to have to beat Brown. It's not easy when Tatum and Brown are amazing defenders. And it also doesn't help that the Nets are playing non-shooters like Bruce Brown and Claxton because they can just help off Condensing them. Condensing the floor. Yeah. 
So it just they just help off them, and as soon as they help off them, that's it, mate. It, 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 the space is smaller. It's harder for KD. KD's struggling to get his shot up. Man knows what it feels like, eh? Hey, that's mate. It's, it's not. It's not LeBron in this. LeBron can at least LeBron threatens the rim. KD ain't. Gonna, he's not a rim runner. He's not gonna. Slam it down. No, he can slam it down. Just that he doesn't got the the girth to you know roll past people, roll through people like that. He like, not got okay. Some lobs, huh? Some lobs. he could use some lobs, but I mean, Le- LeBron's such a threat of his passing, so you can't help as much as you would of him as you would maybe of KD and LeBron can back guys down effectively. Like he, could, I don't see KD backing down a Brown. And he team. can't. He can't back them. He down. shoot them all over them. Yeah, but they're blocking his shot. Well, they blow. Yeah, I know. What's it called? I read it. I was going to get the stats up. I mean, Tatum, when he's guarding um, KD, crazy. Eight points, two out of 13, 15% from the field, zero three from three, zero assists, seven turnovers. He's about to jump twice. I'd be shocked if KD's even made 10 shots in the series. He hasn't made 10 field goals. It's four and 17. I'm not sure what his game one was. Keep going. If KD's that guy, that everyone tells me, you guys oh, told me KD's that days. guy. Kevin Durant. He's adjust and show up. He can't be going outside. He can, he can. He's going to. He can't be gone outside. Don't they, don't be swept. Don't be gentlemen swept like this. Don't think they're gonna win. Do you think they can get two? Don't even start. Don't even play poorly where you put on terrible numbers. Your oh, it's, it's thirteen shots in the last two games. That's a one. That's one game for him. Thirteen of forty-one shots. So he's thirteen for forty-one. <laughs> What's the percentage? That is disgusting. I don't. That is what is that? That's about just over twenty-five. I said that's about thirty percent. Yeah, thirty-one percent. <laughs> From the field, if KD's shooting less than forty percent from this series, he's got big questions to answer. I mean, no, hey man, the second player, the second, the best player in the world, mantle is just all over the place. Yanis was good against the Bulls, but boy, Caruso was actually locking up. He was locking them up, fam. He was locking them man up. I was shocked. And Caruso was a serious guy. The Lakers really fumbled. Letting him go. I don't know why they should have let Taylor Hilton Tucker, whatever that guy is. I mean, Taylor Hilton Tucker looked like he had a high ceiling, but it's, I don't know, because offensively. I mean, that's what I say. People, they overrate offense and they undervalue defense. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Like, that's, if anything, the, the reason the Celtics might win is because that defense is ferocious. It's not easy. The And the way they defend actions, like, there's no weak spot uh, on the floor. Like, there's no one they're targeting, you know. If LeBron wants to do his pick and roll, you know, come here, come here, I want you. Who is he really doing that on these Celtics? Maybe Al Horford. Al Horford and Daniel Feist, thesis. Mm-hmm. Feist got good feet. Well, LeBron, he's, LeBron, was, LeBron it would, would put, it would put him in the rim, obviously. And but you expect KD to blow past him as well, but KD's not able to do that. His handles, yeah. say KD's got the handles of a guard. He's too tall, man. Can't handle like that when you're the same. He's having issues. See, this is what I, I always thought about, is that, Okay, he might be tall, but for him to bring the ball up, you need to make it difficult. And when he does a spin, it's the same thing with Yanis. Yanis used to do this. He spins, but he's not looking at... He spins incorrectly. He he has the ball so in the wrong hand when, when he spins. But KD, obviously, seven-foot monster, the more skilled. What do they say? Hooper. They call him a Hooper. Let's see what his hooping is doing. Yeah, it's got him and Kyrie, because Kyrie's doing well. Not, not yesterday. Not, not yesterday, yesterday, though, but he carried on one the first game. Let's see what they're about. I mean, they said they don't need a coach. No, they need a coach today. I mean, they need about two coaches. They, they need me as well. They need a coach because the minutes... I even read some stats. The minutes KD's played over the last, like, 12 games. It's 42 minutes. It's co-opted him, regular season. And now, I mean, Stephen Ash is running him into the ground. That's what they did last series. Playing 42 minutes last a game. Year. 
And Kyrie's playing 40 minutes. I'm not talking about these two games. I'm talking about the last 10 games they played. No. The last 10 games is like 42. Oh. And run him to the ground and, you know, it's bearing ugly fruit. I don't understand. The, the, 38 is what you should be playing. It's 38 is the max. I mean, obviously there's some people that do that. Jimmy Butler used to play about 40 plus minutes in the regular season. But I like my stars playing about 38 minutes. Yanis used to do, what, 36? Yeah. And then Bud, they, then they had to tell Bud to ease off. Yanis now taking control of his minutes. But he takes breaks in the... He takes, like, weird breaks. Yeah, he takes breaks in clutch moments, it seems. But it works for him. Why is Yanis? But he does... He brings so much to the table, so I guess it works for him. Yanis needs to buckle up without Mud- Middleton. He needs to buck up his ideas. Because it could be an issue, man. could be an issue. I mean, what you see right now, yeah, with Dallas. Oh no, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, they face Dallas face winners of Phoenix and Thingy, and Golden State face the winners of Memphis and Timberwolves. This is a good series. Memphis Timberwolves. Good series. Timberwolves bring it back. I tweeted yesterday that boy, I thought Memphis went up the chimney for smoke, and they seem like they do, man. Shocked. I don't know how Timberwolves throw away two twenty-five point leads. It was crazy because at the start of the game, I was thinking, wow, they're actually stripping drama on bears. Yeah. And then flipping, you see them doing all this. Too little, too little. They'll run at him. Pat Bev, fam. That's one of your guys, though. Yes, Pat, 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 Pat Bev jersey loaded. Pat Bev, uh, shocking, shocking performance, but it is what it is, man. The basketball playoffs is always, the first round is always it's very interesting, obviously, but we get to the nitty gritty second round, first round. But what I love about playing basketball is just how tactically. Tactically orientated, it is. It's not just run and flow. People are actually in each other's heads. It's chess. It's chess, yeah. That's it. It's a chess battle. It's not guys just doing what they want. Guys are actually maneuvering to, I know what your weakness is. I'm going to pound your weakness into the ground. And some people's weaknesses are so glaring, there's nothing you can do to stop it. They will even use your star, your star's weakness against him so much to the point that that guy can't even play the, or he's done. He's benched. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't even play Steve Adams for Memphis. They, and then they, 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 Memphis automatically know they can get Cat in foul trouble like this. Cat got eight points. The Cat's moving like um, how the other teams to get Giannis in foul mm. trouble. He used to run over people. Mm. I mean, Cat, he needs to sort out because even the, I think it's his name that exposed this, Ty Lue. Mm. He gets, you can get this man in foul trouble. He's a bit, and especially now, he's a bit too amped. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's getting excited when he gets the smaller men on him. He thinks he's going to take the mick. No, oh. they put smaller men on him because he can't. He doesn't know how to beat smaller men. I don't. It's it's weird. Athletic guys really cause him trouble. He's a he's like he's a big guy. He doesn't really know how to post. He just he lumbers. Because he doesn't have a post game. And he's so a shooter, isn't he? He's more of a shooter, more of a uh, basket facing. Big. I'm, I'm hearing rumors about people are starting to say. The go bear for cat switch in Utah. Ooh, that, yeah, that's the guy I was thinking of. I remember some conversation with somebody. Who do you bring? Who picked him up with Donovan Mitchell? Cat gave him a shooting big or shooting. The thing is, Donovan, both of them can't guard. I mean, Donovan needs to put more effort there, but he's got he's got the minerals. Yeah. Cat, again, he's got the minerals if he wants to. It's all about one because they've got the athleticism to guard. So, As, you know, what we were saying on well, we were saying before when he's saying is the defensive score or all about what it's about. Uh, it's about it's a different type of skill. It's not a physical it's a mental skill. skill. It's not a physical skill where it's a mental skill. First of all, you have to have the one, and then the other skills will come. 
anticipation, they want to swipe the ball, timing, you know, we know understanding people's weaknesses and strengths. You have to be a real student in the game to play good defense. No, not a lot of people want. No, no, they just want to score it baffles, points. It baffles me. I mean, it just shows me guys don't really want to win. I mean, even on football when I play, it baffles me. I don't get why guys don't. Guys don't chop back in football. I don't, giving up. I don't get why guys don't pay attention to their opposite number. Like if I'm a striker against the centre back. Okay, cool. What does he said about like doing? He okay, touch the ball with his left foot. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, press him from his left his left side, force him onto his right foot, and then we're gonna he's gonna cause mistakes. Okay, cool. He takes a bit too many touches. Okay, in midfield, I'll get some midfield. Like the team we're playing tomorrow, old run. There's one guy he's with SC Dons, I believe. Left foot guy, really tricky. There's two of them actually. But one of them really tricky. They're all these guys, most of the touches they take, they like to do little spins and turns and chops and stuff. That's too, too much skill. It's about, it works against most because most people don't pay attention, but I pay attention. So once I've seen it once, I'm like, okay, cool. I've seen it twice, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, and next time, I'm waiting there. So when you do your spin and chop, you're chopping into me. And I, uh, so one time, the first game we played against them, they done it to me. Guy literally chopped and gave me the ball and I passed him and we scored. The other guys, they just literally give me the ball because I'm at the place where they're going to be, just waiting for them to give me the ball. And I, I told guys, if you actually pay attention to these sort of things, you would actually make reap so much a benefit. Just like, watch the little things they do. Um, but people don't, I don't know. They just fall, I don't know. They just don't do that. No, man, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of, some people are smart. They're smart off the field, but to be smart in the process, to put it into action, people don't have it. They don't know, they don't know how to use the intelligence in the middle of the game. It's like, yeah, you have a defender, force to go onto his weak foot. When I play fullback, bro, for, uh, for Cray, especially second half of sixth form, most, I'm good one-on-one -on -one defensively. Most guys can't get past me, even the best dribblers, they struggle to get past me. But I made it a lot easier because, you know, obviously I've got quick feet, but I watch the ball. And if I know you're predominantly one-footed, I force you onto that side as much as possible. I mean, you go, if you're right foot, you're going on your left side. If you're left foot, you're going on your right side. And it, you see how much less of an ineffective player they become, literally. I mean, one time it didn't work. I forced the guy, I kind of gave him a bit too much, maybe I overrated my speed. I got there for, uh, he forced him onto his right side, his left foot, um, Dejon, I remember him, he was a good, serious winger. Um, I'm not surprised he's playing some pro right now. He went down the right side, put a crossing. I just about got there, got a bit, um, kind of partially blocked it, but it still went past me. And I think it went goal bound and the keeper spilled it and went in or something like that. But um, but yeah, majority of the time, that's the only one I can remember that. Right, I probably overplayed it, but a bunch of time it works, man. I started off as a defensive player and I became an attacking player. And when, I, I guess it's about me, when I played, I wasn't just anticipating one player. I'm, an anticip I'm looking at space. I like to play in space. I'm not a one-on-one -on -one demon. I'm just like, if I can get into the space, if I know that you're left back, Likes to least, I'm gonna slot into that position. When we're gonna hit you on the counter, I have space now. I can use my mind, I can put a good ball in, I can see where the keeper is. It's all I think everyone, yeah, if you use your brain and how you play football, then it makes it so much easier. It's like it's simple things when people receive the ball, they try and force it on. Well, some people don't have the skill, they try and force it onto the foot, which is easier for you to get tackled on. So, people are so right footed. In fact, you just put your body in the way, easier for you. Makes you put your body between you and the yeah, defender. You need to be able to control the ball with yeah. both feet. Could, like, control a left, pass a right, control a right, pass a left. No, people don't, some people don't know how to control it with both feet. And that's to, to even professional footballers. And working on the fundamental skills, I mean, that's why we, we teach these boys when I'm coaching, go get a sports shot, go get a sports, make sure you follow that up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, be comfortable receiving the ball. It's simple stuff on the ground. Control the left, pass to the right. Control the left, inside the left, open up, 
pass to the left or control left, open up, pass to the right. That's stuff, control the right, open up, control touch out, pass, control touch out. That's simple stuff because it really helps. Next level, it's harder thing to do is control aerial balls with a weak foot. Maybe one's come over your head. That one is hard, I'll be honest. I mean, that's the hardest part to control with your weaker foot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the hardest part to control the ball. Long ball's coming over, you drop it dead with your laces, that sort of stuff. Or even I don't know how a lot of players... I, I, I think if you were to take 100 Premier League players and they did that, about only about 60 players would be able to do it. I'm not talking about the ones from the tower that did the way. No, but, but if the, the one that's mm-hmm. sleeping over... Because mm-hmm. even Rashford this week... He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't actually dead it. That was it's a, a tough one to. That was dead. a support touch. He's, he usually can do that. That mm. was a support touch. Yeah, but then he's, he's off form. He's so. off form. I'm just saying that not a lot of people can do it. Then I mean, need to learn to do. I mean, what could it take? If I have a son, when I have a son, whatever, I hope he's left footed. Right. Left footed players tend to just be a bit more. There's a bit more about them. Tim softballs, I guess, but I mean, because they're, they're just different, isn't it? Well, yeah. Okay, I guess I guess it's it's been a it's been a good episode. You know, we've gone into some depth. I know I told you this is in depth. No, this is not a non-agenda episode. We came in with in-depth knowledge. We went into the details of this. And um, maybe next week we'll have an agenda about you know Thomas Miller, some guy that played for Brazil in the past, or Tyson a little Fruit, midget they say from Argentina or whoever. We'll anyway, before we end, I just want to say my condolences out to Cristiano Ronaldo tough news to hear and the, the actions of the Liverpool fans I really really applaud um, shout out to them it's going to really hurt Arsenal tomorrow anyway I know that for a fact well it's Chris Ronaldo he's the, the greatest but yeah mm. you know, your boy Melo TMG make sure you like and subscribe follow us on all socials that'll be Instagram and Twitter also listen up audibly Spotify Apple Podcasts but yeah like I said I'm trying to get there on the media pass hopefully my guy J.A. to Errol Spence tell us what for fact so you really need to run up the numbers J.A. I'm going to have to put my work in, innit? Run up the numbers, but yeah. So, boy, let's go. We're out. Hey, press the space off.